It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast on iHeartRadio and every morning, like this morning, a Sunday morning on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. Yes, the second day for October for 2022. I hope you're having a great weekend. If you're out looking at property, hope that's going well. If you bought your property this weekend, congratulations. And the Sunday Rewind is coming up in just a moment when we look back over the last seven days of interviews, the real estate news, the analysis and some of the predictions. And talking of predictions, Tuesday is fast approaching for the RBA rate rise. And a reminder, if you haven't yet followed the Real Estate Podcast, you can do so on any of the podcasting platforms, whether it's Podbean, Apple, Google, you name it, we are on all of them. And if you follow the Real Estate Podcast, it will send you the latest episode, which will include, of course, the RBA announcement this coming Tuesday. If you're celebrating your birthday for the 2nd of October, happy birthday just the one celebrity birthday to mention, Sting is celebrating his 70th birthday. Happy birthday, Sting. It's your weekend real estate breakfast. It's the main center forecast with PRD, selling smarter every day. Hey, don't forget, daylight saving is here and to put your clock forward by one hour, unless you're in Queensland, Western Australia and the Northern Territory. And looking at your weather for Sydney today, expecting the rain to show up. One or two showers with a top of 18 degrees. On your Sunday morning in Melbourne, expecting blue skies. Look at that temperature, 21 degrees. Brisbane, showers to clear today, expecting a high of 19. And in Perth today, partly cloudy and 23 degrees is your forecast high. We talk with leading property commentators with analysis, predictions, forecasts and what's trending every morning from 6.30. It's your Real Estate Weekend Podcast in Review. How long have you been going in terms of real estate and calling auctions? Yeah, so I started uh, with Home by Holly and, and in real estate in the beginning of 2020, right before COVID hit. And I thought, God, what have I done? Got a new career in the middle of a pandemic. But that turned out wonderfully. And then during the pandemic, when we were in lockdown last year, was when um, the conversation shifted to us maybe starting to call some auctions in-house. And I'd always loved the idea of, of calling auctions. And I put my hand up and said, look, let's give it a go. I'll, I'll try some online auctions. So it was actually a year ago yesterday uh, that I called my first auction. Wow. So that's really interesting. So you got into real estate primarily to get out there, work with the vendors, sell homes. And then as a result of the pandemic itself, that of course caused these in-house auctions. And then you segued from there. Yeah. Yeah. I I knew that I would like to get into that space. I've always been a bit of a fan of public speaking. And early on, I I knew that I wanted to to get into it eventually. Uh, And I guess the pandemic kind of just sped that up a little bit and thought, yeah, all right, well, rather than waiting five years or however long in in the industry, let's let's jump in now and say yes and, and give it a whirl. Now, what has inspired you, Bianca, to get involved in the real estate industry? What was the the burning thing inside you that thought, yeah, I could give this a crack? 
for me, it's always been a lifelong interest. So I would, I call myself a real estate hobbyist until I, you know, watching what's going on online and watching new sales in the area. I used to keep a spreadsheet watching what was happening in my area just for interest sake. And um, I knew that weddings were starting to be something that I wanted to try, you know, move away from at that point in time. And a friend of mine said to me, oh, you should get into real estate. You'd be great at that. So I remember around that time, I also saw the first Home by Holly sign on a neighbour in one of my streets in the neighbourhood. And I thought, well, wait a second, this agency might actually be a bit of a cultural fit for me and the brand I'd built as a celebrant and who I was. And so I reached out to Holly and said, I want to be a real estate agent and I want to work for you. (laughs) The rest (laughs) is history. Yeah. Enjoy your morning coffee. It's your real estate weekend podcast in review. You know, I wonder just how much of this is driven by vendors meeting the Perth market with the price point in terms of how quickly some of these properties are selling in Perth. Some vendors uh, have gotten a little excited and they see that the market is hot, so they will get a little ahead of themselves. They need to still keep in mind that you need an amazing marketing campaign and you need to price appropriately, regardless of whatever market we're in. It's a far cry from where we were right at the start of the pandemic when everybody working in real estate thought they were going to lose their jobs. We did. We thought we were going to lose our jobs, our homes, our livelihoods. What happened was a complete 180 of that. We found ourselves thrust into this massive upturning real estate market and it was quite the opposite of what we were expecting. Yeah, so true. And you were telling me before we got talking that you started in real estate at the age of 19. Now, I talk to a lot of selling agents. They've been in it for five minutes. It seems that it's a young person's sport, but you've been doing it for 30 years. Wow, that's a long time. I know. Well, I'm just lazy, I think, is probably the problem. <laughs> no, I look, the thing is, real estate is not about houses. It's about people. If you enjoy getting to know people and sitting down across the dinner table from someone and saying, right, what do you need my help with? What is your end destination and how can I help you get there? Being part of that process is incredible. It's, it's an incredible feeling to help a family get from step A to step B. It's the Real Estate Podcast across Australia, seven days a week. Tell me a little bit about what's going on. We know that the building costs have gone through the roof. There's been a little bit of talk about some of these developments, especially around apartments where developers have decided not to actually pull the trigger because it's just not cost effective. What's happening? Yeah, I mean, normally we see interest rate cycle increasing when we come out of a boom, and a boom is usually characterised by an oversupply of property and a lot of development. We just haven't had an oversupply of of development, Um, so therefore we're not coming out of an oversupplied situation. What's happened is with the building costs rising between 20 and 30%, it's taken the profit margins out of uh, apartment developments particularly, and hence you're building at cost or even building, you're selling at below replacement cost at the moment, so the development feasibility just don't stack up. So there can 
cancelling them. Uh, very good projects not going ahead because of the building costs. And hence, properties haven't lifted in value to the 20% or thereabouts that it's needed to restore profit margins for developers. So projects being cancelled. So we, we're going to see a short supply at some stage in the future. And you can still buy apartments and buy homes for that matter below replacement cost. So you know no new supply can come out of the ground until prices lift between 10 and 20%. It's your Real Estate Weekend Podcast in Review. How frustrating is it for clients that you're seeing when they get pre-approval for 90 days to buy and then they have that reassessment and suddenly the goalposts, they've changed, they've shifted because they discover they qualify for now smaller loans. Yeah, that's something we've had to get used to as mortgage brokers in the industry as well, because a year ago, if I got pre-approval for someone, I would never question that they would still be approved for that amount a month later or six weeks later. What's happened with things changing so quickly, um, and banks aren't renowned for being fast to adapt to new things. What was happening is people were getting approved for a certain amount, then there'd be a rate rise, then they purchase, and the bank would reassess the loan they'd already approved based on the increase in the interest rate and possibly not lend them what they'd originally said they were going to. And it was really stressful and really blindsided a lot of people. So the extra kind of step that for mortgage brokers and for all your listeners out there is if you've got a pre-approval from a bank, you need to ask them what their policy is around that. Are they a bank that when they give you a figure, you can you can rely on that number up to a certain date? Or do you need to go back to them and find out the new number every time there's a rate rise? It's really important now. Oh, yeah. And, and as I say, that, I mean, that's just causing the, the stress. And we talk about the client and what the client is going through. But I guess as a mortgage broker, mortgage brokers up and down the country are becoming a little bit of a counsellor because they're there. I mean, you're there to just sort of facilitate the process as smoothly as possible. And sometimes I guess you're kind of second guessing the whole process too with all these changes that are taking place, the flux of the market. Yeah, well, we all pride ourselves in our job on being professionals and and being the expert at what we do. So anytime there's a lot of change and you sometimes get caught out by by a change, you feel really responsible for it because we're an outcome-driven industry and, and our job on behalf of the clients is to not get surprised, to not get blindsided. So yeah, when, when there's a lot of change in the industry, it does get pretty stressful, but that's all temporary. Once you learn the new rules and you know what's happening, then it's all fine. And I want to ask you, Andrew, about expectations because that whole realisation of someone who has their expectations in a certain way, it's boxed up. In other words, they know the sort of property that they're going to get because of the money. They know the type of area that they're going to be living in. And then suddenly we have less money to borrow. The expectations have changed. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess there's different categories of, of people here. So look, I'll have some clients, like I'm thinking of um, Peter and Lucy, a couple I've worked with that just bought a property. They had the capacity to borrow about a million dollars from any bank in Australia, and they only wanted to buy something for about 700. So the issue we're talking about doesn't affect them at all because they were never going to get affected. The people it applies to are people who want to borrow up around the maximum. If you're trying to squeeze the most you can out of a bank, then every single time rates change, change, 
that changes for you. Another example is a, a single mum that I'm working with, Scarlett. The price she wants to buy for around sort of 500000 is pretty much exactly what she can borrow. So the very next rate rise that happens, she's got to reduce the price of the properties that she's looking at. That constant changing of expectation for someone in that situation, you know, I, I think is is really stressful. And again, it's it's not something that we've had to deal with over the last few years. It's just been because of all these rapid uh, rate rises. It's a weekend of real estate. The time it takes to get valuations done now, this must be a factor. People have more time to do their due diligence because the pressure is now easing to rush through quickly those valuations. Does that relax the process for buyers and at the same time offer more opportunities to them? Yes, so every state has slightly different rules and processes around this. For example, Adelaide and Brisbane, you do get 10 to 15 days often for your due diligence to do that valuation and get the finance approved. That's pretty standard in the contract. So buyers have a lot of protection. But in markets like Sydney and Melbourne and some of the other ones as well, it is very hard for buyers to have the time to do that when the market's so hot and a lot of contracts are unconditional. So it does put a lot of pressure on buyers. And we have seen over the last few years that has been skipped in the process by a lot of buyers and sometimes to their detriment. So now it does give buyers that power back and it helps them have the time to make really good decisions and go through the process in an appropriate and a robust way, which every buyer should be doing. And talking of the buyers, what do you say to people who have a percentage of gut intuition when buying? They, they might cover off like the ABC's evaluation, but there is this margin of 20 to 30% for them to operate in the space of instincts. Is there a place for instincts when the market can be ever-evolving and changing? Look, there certainly is. And as a valuer, it's kind of hard to say that because we're very analytical and mathematical. But buyers often say to me, you know, this house, I just love the feel of it or the neighbourhood feels good. And how can you how can you value that? How do you put a value on that? But the reality is as a valuer, our job is to interpret those feelings, those things that make a house feel good should be quantifiable. So when that buyer uses that gut instinct that says, you know, my gut says this is just a nice neighbourhood or a nice house, the natural light is beautiful as it comes in in the morning, I can sit and have my coffee on the veranda. All of that is quantifiable and that's our job is to turn those instincts into the dollars and cents that the market will pay for that. So there is a link there and when people buy a house it is important to go off their gut because that's what's telling them where the right property will be versus the wrong property to a great extent. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 